Well, good morning and welcome to our Advent series. We're looking at different words linked to Advent. And this morning we're looking at the word light. You know, as is uh, many people's things they do in the evening, I got on the internet this week and was looking at light and what it's all about. And I found some interesting things. I asked myself the question, well, I asked Google the question, does darkness exist? And the answer is, it doesn't. Darkness isn't a thing. It's just the state of no light. It's the absence of light. It's light, actually, that means the darkness, which is a strange thing, isn't it? And then I started thinking about light and how fantastic it is and how fast it moves. Does anybody know? Does anybody know how fast light moves? Are you sat there at home just now going, I know that? Well, let me tell you if you don't. Light moves at 299,792 kilometers a second. Simplify that, that's really fast. But the sun is so far away from us, the sun is roughly 94 million miles away from us, that it takes the light eight minutes and 20 seconds to reach us from when it leaves the sun. It started me thinking a little bit about Genesis. And it's mind-boggling when God said these words, let there be light, and there was light. I was thinking, do you think God said that eight minutes and 18 seconds after he made the sun? Or, or was he actually not on earth when he said these words, so it didn't actually matter? But light's an amazing thing. Rabbi Schnur Zalman of Lydai, that runs off the tongue, doesn't it? He's credited with saying these words. A little bit of light dispels a lot of darkness. And he's not wrong, is he? It's brilliant how a, a tiny bit of light changes everything. Well, this morning we're just going to look at a few thoughts on light based on the reading that we've just heard. Just three thoughts. So in our reading this morning from John chapter 1, light is personified in Jesus. Verse 8 calls him the true light. And verse 4 calls him the light of men. It's just great that the Bible chooses light in this way. Because we all love light. Little children are naturally drawn to light. And, and they feel secure in that situation. A little night light makes them feel content to go to bed. Because it dispels the darkness. And even as adults that doesn't change, does it? Even as adults, we're drawn to light. We're happier walking down a street at night when the street lights are on. And the metaphor is easy to see, isn't it? Linking Jesus and light. And I want this Christmas time, especially, for you, allow, for you to allow that metaphor just to rest heavy with you on, on your heart. Allow it to soak into you this Christmas. I know it's not easy, but try and just allow his light to warm you this year. It makes me think of lying on a, on a, on a Caribbean beach and the sun's you know, gazing down and a cloud covers it and the cloud goes past and suddenly you feel that light, you feel that warmth hitting you again and it feels fantastic. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7 says, cast all your anxieties Cast all your worries, all your concerns, 
on him, on Jesus, because he cares for you. And this Christmas, I want to encourage you to take the time to allow Jesus to give you that comfort, to allow the light of the world to penetrate your situation and have the confidence of knowing that he's there. Verse 6 says that all we have to do is believe in it. On that point, I was looking at verse 9. And verse 9 is really interesting because I realised that there's two different ways of interpreting verse 9. The normal translation of verse 9 of a reading says this, The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. But an alternative translation, an alternative way of reading that same verse is this. The true light that gives light to every man who comes into this world. Very subtle difference. The true light that gives light to every man who comes into this world. And almost a subtle difference, just one word difference. It makes a big difference and it becomes very, very provocative. And I like it. It fits with verse 4. Verse 4 of our reading, it says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And what verse 9 is saying is every person only has life, only has light because of Jesus. It's a big statement. Every person, whether Christian or not, only lives because of Jesus, because of God. It reminded me of the, of the, the, the verses in Genesis where we were told that God breathed life into Adam. And that the word there is, is his roha, his breath into Adam. It doesn't say that about any of the other animals, only Adam. Every person owes everything to the light, to Jesus, the life to that. And whether you accept that statement or not this morning is up to you. But I want to encourage you to explore that thought this morning. You know, I don't want to be disrespectful to any individual because we all have freedom of choice. We all have to make our own minds up. But Jesus does consistently tell us that those who think they are self-sufficient, those who, who think they've got it sorted, don't think they need them. I paraphrase what he says there, but that's what he says in many different places. And it reminded me of a quote by, by Leonard Cohen, who said, there's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Hopefully you can see where I'm going here. You know, it's in our weaknesses that the light of the world comes in. It's in humility that we receive the light of the world and find our lives transformed. If we think we have no cracks, then it's harder for that light to come in. And you know, that's what Jesus was saying when he talked about it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into the kingdom of God. The eye of the needle was the, the name of a, of a small gate to enter into Jerusalem. And 
uh, for a camel to get through the eye of the needle, it would more often than not have to get on its knees and sometimes have to remove its pack, have to remove what it was carrying to get through that gate. And Jesus is saying for some people, that's what they have to do. Maybe the wealth will get in the way of coming to Jesus. Maybe what they've accumulated will get in the way and they have to come on the knees in order to enter the kingdom of God. And I want to challenge you with that this morning. What it is that's inhibiting you entering into the kingdom of God. What it is that's inhibiting you receiving the light of the world. It is a, 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 a choice situation, a freedom of choice situation. But I want to encourage you to explore and maybe allow your cracks to be open to Jesus to come in. You know, my final point, I read a quote by James Keller. And he said, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. This Advent in particular, I want to encourage each of us, me included, to share the light of Christ that's within you to at least one other person this Advent time. In a one-to-one intentional situation. We know it's been a strange year. We know that many people need extra support and we are in a, a wonderful position to do that because we can introduce our friends, our families, our neighbours, our work colleagues to the King of Kings, to the light of the world. I know you may be thinking, yeah, but, you know, but I'm not much. You know, I, I'm, I'm not really, you know, a, a big light and I, I can't do that. But I want to tell you that your little light is sufficient. Anne Frank wrote in her diary, look at how a single candle can both defy and define darkness. And no matter how small your candle is, your light is, it can dispel darkness. It can defy darkness. A tiny bit of light can do the job. And let me tell you, whether you're a massive candle with a massive light or a tiny candle with a little light, it has the same effect when it lights another candle. Exactly the same effect. The candle is lit, they receive light. And I want to encourage you this morning to commit now before God just in your head where you are, to step out and share your light. And don't cop out by saying, yeah, I'll do it to my wife or to my, to my mum. Make a decision to choose to dispel darkness in someone who really needs it this year. Maybe there's a, a person who's coming to your mind just now, a person who really needs to feel the love of God, the light of the world in their darkness, in their troubles that they've had this year. That would be a wonderful thing for us to do as church and for you to do it as an individual representing God's kingdom and representing Christ church. Or wherever you're watching this in the world, you know, to share God's light this Advent. So I just want to summarise what I've been saying this morning, you know, very simply. One, I want to encourage you all to rely more on Jesus, to allow him you know, to, to, to his light to come in and give us that warmth, give us that support, 
to cast their anxieties on him and their joys. Secondly, if that's something that you have never done, I want to encourage you to open your cracks up, open your life up to the light of the world. Allow him to have access to your heart and give you that new purpose. And finally, you know, if you're somebody who has that light in you already, I want to encourage you to, to actively, intentionally share it this Christmas. No matter how big that light is or how small you think your light is, your light can dispel darkness in somebody. Your light, Christ within you, you know, can, can be the solution to, to one of your friends' issues or problems. Allow them to see Christ in you this Christmas. Thank you very much. Amen.